Welcome to Sports Connection. I'm Darren Joins, Williamson County Schools Athletic Director. My usual co-host, Mr. Tate Matthews, is out on assignment, so Dr. Jeremy Qualls is making a house call this week. Click. <laughs> That's what just happened. You just lost half your viewership. Happy to be here, my friend. Well, I appreciate you being here, and you always do a great job of subbing in. I know this was your favorite part of this, not favorite part, but one of your favorite parts of this, this particular job. I love this show. And in looking at the uh, evolution of the show from way back to, to where it is now, you guys do a really good job. I'm not going to stroke y'all too much here on TV, but y'all do a really good job. The Clown of the Week is a fantastic touch to this show. And uh, and I think any of the three of us could probably win that award on a weekly basis. Well, feel free to. I know we'll probably have a prescription of the week. Of course. This week. But if, you know, anything in the bag of tricks down there you want to pull out. I, I don't know that I can. I, I'm not going to even attempt to go there for the Clown of the Week. But we, we might give the viewer of the week over in the Gallatin region of the area. So, so. Anyway, thanks for thanks for asking. Love the show. Love what Creed and the folks behind the scenes and Lance and everybody does behind the scenes and what you and Tate do in front of the camera and what you do for athletics. Well, and this week, I don't know if our viewers can tell, we've got a little bit closer. Our wide shot is a closer shot. It's probably not a good week to start with that <laughs> with me up here, but that's okay. I can at least get Tate set and get him prepared. Dr. Qualls, let's start with this. And I know you're excited about this. Uh, number one, because you, you've got some background in track as an athlete yourself. Uh, but we, obviously, we made that switch to TMSAA, which is the middle school uh, version of the high school TSSAA state championships, which we'll be involved in this week. And we're going to talk a lot about. But this past weekend, again, this is second year involved in this, Brentwood Boys Track. They win the state championship. Woodland Baseball, they win the state championship. In fact, uh, didn't give up a run in the, in the two games there uh, over at Drake's Creek and Hendersonville. They win a state championship. And then lots of state records at that individual meet. You had the boys' discus, Dakota Bryce of Page. Now, now think about that, Dr. Qualls. He breaks the state record by almost 10 feet. It was 165-2. He throws 174.5. Well, you're talking about a game of inches when it comes to state championship qualifications. At the high school level, and I, I would assume at the middle school level, a game of inches means miles, right? Uh, I go back to high jumping, right? 6'4 to 6'6, six, six, it, it feels like a mile. That's a long ways, believe it or not. And you start talking about 10 feet in an event, yeah. They're going to be like some really upset teams across the state that uh, that we have joined the TMSAA that we might have to have our own classification before it's over with. Brentwood Middle Boys, another state record. Four by four, Andrew Spector, Eli Wyatt, Luke Heron, Gabe Cabell. Uh, again, you're talking a second or two makes a difference. They, they are they, This old state record was 344.28. Now it's 341. 77. Well, you think about that too. Four by four, everybody's got to run a lap. One of the toughest races there is in track and field because it's in between, obviously, a sprint and middle distance, and it is a flat-out tough race. And to think that they came in sub one minute per person and broke the record on the very what? How many? How many? How many attempts have we been into? Is this the second year? Second year. Second year. Yeah, 
we're rewriting the, the, the uh, record books one event at a time. And that's, uh, that's super impressive for middle school kids to come in sub one on each. Grassland Middle Girls. Again, four by four. Aubrey Gates, Sienna Thompson, Liv Garrett, Azumi Watkasuki. 4.07, they lowered the record by five seconds. And I know you're excited about this, Dr. Qualls. My favorite part, I can't wait. <laughs> this week's Joins Jim. Oh, it's getting heavy. It's getting heavy. Listen, their time would be the 21st highest if they were in the high school division. I'm talking about for the year. Now, get this one, too. Top two in two of the classifications, and it would be second in another if they were high school students. That, that puts it in real perspective. Let's think about this. Most average high school kids, female or male, will run the 100-yard, 100-meter dash anywhere between 10, 15 seconds at the high school level. They finish five seconds ahead. So as they're coming around finishing a 400, and they're five seconds ahead, that would be across the line where the other group is coming around the, the last stretch. That is, as we like to say in the rural sector, a country mile. <laughs> so I read where 13 records were broken at the, at the middle school meet. We broke three of them. That's not surprising. It really isn't, honestly. Um, the interesting thing to note is as we progress through this TMSAA record book, it will be all rewritten. I, I feel very confident by mostly Williamson County, predominantly all Williamson County before it's all said and done. I agree. I agree. So Specifically when it comes to track and field. Sort of our sweet spot. Sort of our sweet spot, yes. Definitely. Cross country as well. It's, um, uh, yes, I would say that any any running event, period, we're going to be able to own that record book entirely across across the uh, the board when it, give us a couple of years, we'll have it all. And you may not know this, Dr. Qualls, but the, but the one they're adding next year, and I got a film we'll do okay, volleyball. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I would say we'll be all right in, in, in volleyball. Um, once again, you go back out, the minute we made the decision, you, can't you hear all the collective groans of everybody outside of Williamson in the middle school sector thinking we had a chance, we had a chance, and now it's 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 going to be slim to none, honestly. I mean, we got chances and everything. You look at what Coach Legate did with the, with the baseball situation. That's pretty cool. I think that's our first baseball one, right? That's right. And how cool that is for us to, to, to bring that hardware home. Uh, has basketball eluded us up to this point? It has. Just now, a matter of now time. Now get this on baseball. Last year uh, – we had a team that gets deep that finishes like fourth in the regular season in our league. Right, right, right. <laughs> that makes the final four at the state level. So, which I like, and I know you like that. Go back to the high school that we're all grouped back in together. I like that. I I do too. I, but you, you look back at the middle school and the way we used to have it with the WMAA, which was pretty cool at its time. But there is that next level, right? I got the – I won the, the conference championship, if you will. But what, how good do we stack up against those teams outside? And now we're starting to see the fruition of this is – we're playing for something more than just that county championship. And I, I like the feel of that. I think it's something to build on. I think it's that, that legacy piece that they're writing that story going into the high school realm and having that and carrying it into, uh, into that high school world with that, that feeling of we're here to win it. Well, and something I like that we're doing, uh, because we want to keep a link to that history. We're still doing a, a Williamson County, a WMAA, so to speak, uh, 
championship and talking to the track folks because we've got it at the end of the year. I think we're going to move that up and make it more like the Hartman relays and make it like week one or two of the regular season. And we'll do it that way instead of we're doing it all here at the end. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, there probably some strategy involved too as far as the health of those athletes going into That's that right. state championship. That, that I'd be interested to see how that plays out as we continue our way through the record book. <laughs> Let's talk a little spring fling. Uh, Tate and I always talk about it. It's one of the coolest times of the year. It is. You get a lot of different sports going on. It's the end of the athletic year. It's the end of the school year, uh, right in the middle of graduation uh, and moving on. And obviously the – the next big event will be the Wilco's, which happens in June. But let's go through our sports. Obviously, we're very well represented. We'll start off with tennis, a sport that we've done quite well at over the years. In the final four, we've got the Ravenwood girls. We've got the Brentwood boys. Dr. Qualls, if you take a look at the bracket there, uh, on the girls' side, you have Ravenwood, Science Hill, McMahon, Houston. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, whoever wins Ravenwood, Science Hill, is going to win the whole thing. That, that, that's the I, toughest matchup. I would agree. It's going to be Ravenwood and Houston. I, I just I see that happening. You have, you know, it's uh, traditionally speaking. I, I'm assuming that Science Hill probably beat Tennessee High out because Tennessee High. Usually, I had to do it. Yeah, usually is really strong coming from the east. Um, Houston, uh, you know, they're always in those special school districts outside of uh, uh, of Memphis. Are always have a few uh, of of groups that coming out of there as well, but. This is definitely set up for, for Ravenwood to, to be favored in that for the state championship. And I would be shocked if they didn't. On that boys' side, this year it's Brentwood. It's been Ravenwood the past couple of years. Again, best matchup. Match number one, Brentwood-Collierville. Winner gets Hendersonville. Science Hill again. You know, Hendersonville over there, close to our Gallatin fans. <laughs> uh, happy to be there. Glad we're here. Thanks for coming. You know, uh, Science Hill, once again, probably beat out Tennessee how to beat there. Here's Collierville, who probably beat out Houston or Germantown to be in this lower side of the bracket. So uh, I feel like this matchup in that first round is, is that's your state championship right there. It is. Just like that Ravenwood Science Hill matchup. Yep. Again, I think we got a good shot yes. in both, obviously. Take a look at the uh, singles tournament. And I want to give a shout out to these individuals who are playing in the individual tournament. Grace Stout, our representative, Ravenwood High School. I know Grace is very special to you, a third-year student at the EIC. She is, student-athlete at its heart, man, and, and Grace is a phenomenal student. She's going she's gonna to be incredible. Was injured last year, didn't get a chance to, to – No, she, she played the she, she did, but there was – she was had some things happening all year. I think this year, full year, all the way through, playing well. I know you are the, the uh, local resident uh, tennis expert – and uh, I would like for you and Grace to play after this is over to see who the real champion is. <laughs> I got my money on Grace. As you should. Uh, I like Grace's chance. Chances here. I really do. Uh, and, what, and the way this works, Dr. Qualls, and for those of you out there, they play the uh, team tournament first. That happens early in the week. Then they play the individual tournament at the end of the week. Also playing, we've got Sam Carter. Carter Terry, Fairview, they'll be playing in the doubles competition. Austin Victory, Stephen Smith of Brentwood, Sophia Messier, Aubrey Carper, Franklin. Uh, they've got a shot. That's a, that's a good team. Here's what's cool about it, too. Of the seven individuals playing, one in singles, six in doubles, only one senior, and that's Grace. So 
I have to go back and look at our, our books. Fairview getting tennis folks into the state tournament. Which they've done a couple times now. It's interesting how that has been some kind of cornerstone for them. Can you explain it? Well, it's uh, here's what I think's happened. You take a community like Nolensville. People have sort of forgotten this. Nolensville used to be one of those communities that you moved into to say you lived in Williamson County. Now they got like the second highest home price That's correct. in the county. Well, I think Fairview is one of those communities too. When you go out to Fairview, it's not some, it's not Hickman County. <laughs> Even though it's on the way from Hickman to work. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> Can you please tell well, me? Listen, as you, as, you, as you move up in level in terms of income, which which is a biggie. You just keep digging that hole deeper. No, it's deeper. the truth. No, you, you are right. Tennis, I, think, I feel like Fairview is the wild, wild west as far as the Williamson County goes. And all the growth is is to the point of oversaturation. So the only place they can really start to go growth-wise right. is going to be out there. And you're going to start seeing, uh, yes, you're going to start seeing so much as the lineage of families that have been there as well as the move-ins and whatnot. So... Uh, you're going to start seeing growth as far as the student population goes. Right. And what comes with that is athletic success. That's right. right. Hey, and listen. Uh, but I appreciate you, you You really kind of putting it in perspective for me. Thank you. Well, but here's the thing I always say, and I, and I feel like I can comfortably say this. I graduated with 86 people. So when I look at Fairview, that's a metropolis. That's hey, a good point. Hickman County. That's, I mean, Hickman County High would be like, man, that big old high school up there. <laughs> But when listen, when you when you go up in income, you go up in population, what happens is this. Look at Paige. That's right. You know, the drive your tractor to school. That's still a thing out there, but it's probably a international harvester. And, and, and here's <laughs> and here's the point. The point of that is is that you've been in the state championship of football, class five A for the last right. two years in a row. And that's not done overnight. That's just one of those things the more the more population you get in, the you know, that has the means to do uh a lot of individual stuff outside of the uh, athletic year. I think that always equates to as, as as success goes. And kids are just bigger, stronger, faster, and, and uh, a lot further down the road than most people. Tell me if you would have thought this in year one as the district AD, that you would see the Page High School boys golf team blow a lead basically and finish runner-up. In the team golf championship. And frustrated you, to do so. That's yeah, right. right. Would you have predicted that? Uh, no. Uh, you know, obviously, with exactly what we're talking about right now, you have the Grove out there, which is uh, a very, very nice, highly competitive golf course that those kids have access to right. day in and day out. It's not like we're playing at the uh, Cow Pasture or uh, other places that me and you might frequent, <laughs> uh, nine-hole courses. But it, it's a very nice course that's competitive and it's tough. So those kids, as they practice on it, just like anything else, now all of a sudden when they get into the com uh, competitive realm, they're not uh, seeing something they wouldn't normally see anyways. So they feel comfortable. The confidence goes up. And, and like you said, and here they are runner-up. I mean, it, and, and beating some of the, the of the bigger six too. That's right. That's right. Well, and here's what I would say just to kind of put a bow on the Fairview conversation. It was, it's the one school that a lot of people go – well, that one's – which one doesn't fit with the other? Because of the size of it. That is changing. And it's going to – and it's still going to be smaller, but that's going to continue to change. Fairview looks more Wilco than it used to look. 
That's a great compared point. to the other schools yeah. in terms of size. And they're building homes as fast as they can go. Out they there. are. They are. Let's talk a little softball. To me, this is this is a place where if you look at versus some of the other sports where maybe we've struggled a little bit, at least lately. Uh, Summits had some great years. But Ryland Smith and Nolensville, I think they go into this state tournament with a chance to win the whole thing. Uh, 39-1, and one, I think, is the overall record. They beat a traditional power, Beach, in the sectional 10-0. They, they run-ruled them. They had to stop the game because they get a 10-run lead in the fifth inning and game's over. And no one was happier than Beach at that game ended. I'm telling you, I was there. Blowout. It has eluded us. It has eluded us. I don't know why. We have speculation, right? I feel like that softball realm is definitely a uh, – girls basketball and and softball are something that the rural sector really hangs their head on. They They don't have a lot of competitive sports or options that we have here. Volleyball is usually one, but it's not near as competitive as what we have here. And then you start looking at, at our demographic of, of those kids that play volleyball usually don't play others, and they have uh, they play year-round. Right. Baseball is the same way. You know, all these things could have so many kids to choose from. Softball has eluded us. You start going back to Brentwood softball is, a, is the last. And when I was AD, right. Hannah Koenig that went to Louisiana Tech, Wilco winner, you know, you could ride that pitcher all the way through that arm. That's what they try to do. Uh, you talk about Jenny Stevenson at Jenny Stevens at um, uh, Summit was the last group I think to go. Is that right? Am I right, right on that? And um, for some reason, it has a Lutus. Here's Nolansville going in there. Now, is it interesting to know what district is Nolansville playing in? Can you name their district? Who they've been playing against? What do you mean? With no. uh, with us now. All the way through? Nolensville, Indy, just like baseball. Uh, let, let me back up. Last year and the year before, they've been playing Marshall County. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. You're talking so, about before we moved that, up. That's correct. Okay. So, yep. so my point is, for some reason, Nolensville has had a little bit of that success in that realm. Now, it's, I don't know if, it, if it's apples to apples here, but it's just interesting to note that here they are sitting at 39-1 and 4 going into this thing and uh, have a chance to possibly be the first to, to win a softball state championship. Looking forward to it. And I, I like their draw, too. Coffee know, County? I don't know a ton about all these. I mean, coffee's good. But but see, you, that, I was going back to the point of these are some of the teams that they they felt like they probably were playing, that they're used to playing. Right. And I feel like they've got a great – this is one of the things that gives them a great shot of their opponents. They're, they're used to those opponents. Does that make sense? Yes, okay, it does. I'm sorry. So you got Arlington Farragut in that side of the bracket with them and Coffee On the other side, Henry, Daniel Boone, Green Hill, Riverdale. Green Hill's probably the favorite. They've, they've got a freshman who's as good as – and 40 sh- games. Shout out to Coach Serban and his squad for the second year in a row at Centennial making that sectional. Listen, I can remember times in my, in my time as AD that they only won a game, maybe two. So uh, whatever Coach Serban's doing out there, criminal justice CTE teacher, by the way, whatever he's got going out there is is, is working, and kudos to him. I like him staying away from Green Hill, though. Yeah, that could be a potential matchup for the state championship game. I mean, you got to come out. You want to you want to avoid. You really want to avoid that loser bracket coming out of there, if if at all possible. But um, that that could be a definite, you know, on paper chalk wise. Nolensville, Green Hill, by far the favorites on here by eight games, if I'm looking at it correctly. And uh, if they can 
if they can take care of the the pitchers can take care of business, that'll be a fun matchup. Well, and that's what Nolansville's got going. They've got the pitcher, Rylan Smith. It was great to see Rylan uh, make it to the state tournament. You want a player of her level who's done so much for that program to make it to that level. But they also the bats are hot right now too. So Coach Patton and his squad definitely peaking at the right time. Uh, let's take a look at baseball. We got two teams, Dr. Qualls, in there. We've got Centennial. Uh, they defeated Green Hill in three games. Now at the sectional level, it's a three-game series. It's hard to keep up in baseball. They change rules and what they're doing every other year. One district has the five playing the four, and the other has the five playing the two. You know, you can't hardly keep up. Bottom line, this year, the sectional, the substate, was a three-game series. Centennial goes all the way to three games. They defeat Green Hill. Independence goes on the road, and they sweep a traditional power, Mount Juliet, 2-0. Do want to give a shout-out to Ryan Yates of Centennial. Throws a no-hitter in game one of that series. I was there to watch that. You're talking about a comfortable night. Uh, it was like there was never any stress. Coach, no Balf Coach Balfin's squad is playing really well at the right time. You think about who they've had to beat to get here. They beat Independence prior to that in the region. They've got some young cats in there too now. They've they got, do. They've got a couple of freshman, sophomore kids, if I'm not mistaken, that are that are coming in on the mound and, and give them a – Serving. Give them some – yeah, that's right. Give them some innings. And, uh, uh, you know, sitting at 24 and 12 right now, sitting at the top half of that bracket – Looks really, really good to Coach Boffman. I know he's excited. CU's back on the map, out there playing uh, some some great baseball. Last year, they go there. They were excited to make it. Obviously, anybody should be. Two games done. That That's not what they're wanting to do this year. You get the sense that they're there to stay for a while. Walker Valley, their first-round opponent. Uh, Collierville, Hardin Valley on that part of the bracket. Then you look at the bottom part of the bracket. I would argue the tougher part of the bracket Independence, Farragut, and also Clarksville, Stewart's Creek. Man, that 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 bottom half is, tough. Is, is is really tough. But you know what? Independence has been up and down. Uh, the bats are for for Independence right now are pretty hot. And that brings us, my friend, <laughs> to the prescription of the week is to keep the bats hot <laughs> and get everybody else healthy. That is the prescription, my friend, of getting there. They're a little banged up. The bats are hot. You've got Zaxon on third, Auburn commit. You've got Ty in the middle of the infield. We've got uh, um, you've got Drew Blaylock. Let's talk about Drew Blaylock for a moment. Drew Blaylock, Walter State commit right now. First baseman, pitcher, and hitting bombs. When I say bombs, bombs I'm talking about two of the hard, longest balls I've seen at Independence Field into the uh, early childhood playground <laughs> on top of the hill over the retaining wall. He's hitting bombs. Now, the key for this group is to stay hot bat-wise. They have to limit their errors. They've been error kind of – they've had a little bit more than what they wanted error-wise, but if they can limit the errors, get everybody out there. Like I said, they're a little banged up. Now, the pitching for Independence right now is is it's, it's all hands on deck. You never know who's going to come up because of the fact that – uh, of, of some injuries and who's going to pitch and who's not, uh, you know, with like Ben Cleaver, right? You, you just don't know at this moment. So the I think that their bats can offset potentially the all hands on deck on on, on the pitching part because usually what happens in late in these things, you know, you're going to go one, two, and three, but what those state championships win are with four, five, six, and seven and eight, and hope you can get across the finish line. Well, something, and Tate and I talked about this, that 
I don't like about the baseball state tournament. I don't know what you do to change it, but it goes back to your point. It probably helps Indy because they can hit. Uh, a couple years ago, Tate and I were at the state tournament, and Nolansville was taking on Pigeon Forge, and there were only three teams left. They're down to the final three. And they both had guys on the mound who had pitched zero varsity innings. Now, I don't know what that means, except I know the tournament's messed up. Well, George from Independence did that this this past week, sitting there thinking about in a ticket punch game, you got to win. They bring in a guy that's off the JV sophomore to, to get some innings. You know, Coach McClory, uh, his son Jack, has also pitched a gym the other night, too. And it's literally all hands on deck. We got to get through. Hey, if you can get us an inning, get us an out, get us here, get us there, you know. You're trying to get those quality starts for those guys that are one, two, and three right now. Cleaver is the number one. He's not pitching. Don't know that he's going to pitch anymore the rest of the year. But you know, two, three, and four now have to step up from one, two, and three, and and you got to get everybody you know in there to 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 stitch this thing together and say, hey, it's going to take all everybody. So what do you, what do you do if you could make a change? So you got this eight team tournament. I think we all agree it doesn't need to get down to two guys who haven't pitched the whole year. What do you do? Do you do a is the first subsectional round, with four teams? Get it down to four teams. Could the, could the first round be a single elimination? Maybe, and then and then you kind of do maybe because everybody's pitching their ones anyway. Yeah, it's it's tough, man. You know, and uh, you know, you look at the major leagues. Even the wild card game is a one game winner take all situation to even get in. And uh, uh, you know, with the regs of of pitching and the rest that goes comes along with it, you really, really, really have to be strategic. Uh, I can remember uh, back in the day when Summit was making a run and watching Coach Kirby being strategic about McIlvain and how he's going to pitch him here and and uh, all, all the other guys and you know how are we going to space this out? And then even though you got it laid out perfectly, what happens if you go in and, and you got an inning where you've given up two or three runs and now you got to make a change and it really throws off the rest right. of the week. Right. But when you're in that back against the wall, loser go home game. There, there is no bullpen that's too deep. You, you go with anybody and everybody that'll get you across the finish line, and and where about the rest tomorrow? So, I mean, that's kind of where I feel like Independence is. As long as their bats stay hot, limit those errors, they're okay because their bats are going to carry them. But somebody in there, like Coach McClary's son, pitched the gym the other night. You know, there's one that may have been unaccounted for. I don't know. Uh, uh, you know, and you have somebody step up to the to the to the plate, so to say, and and. And have an outing that you may not be accounted for, you know. You, you expect being clever to go out and win the game for you. You expect being clever to go in and pitch five innings and have it, you know, almost to the point of run rule. We can pull him out and, you know, deuces to everybody and get a hat, curtain call and bring in your your closer, right? <laughs> but if you don't have that, everybody, give me a couple good quality innings. Let's keep that pitch count low as possible so you can be available for tomorrow. Get those bats hot and see what happens. Sounds like to me you're going on record to say that Indy's got a better chance to win it than Centennial. I don't know that they do because I think Centennial's got an unbelievable route there. You know what I'm going to predict, though? I, I would love nothing more and for you to have an all-WCS finish because, buddy, it that means be. we're bringing the hardware home. It, it would be And fantastic. I'm pulling for them both. I love Coach Balfman out there at Centennial. He is a school guy. I can't say enough about him. And uh, Coach McClory is – I feel like I, – I don't know – the track record, I think. Don't don't fact check me on this. You're going to have to, but I think this is his first trip to the state tournament. I could be wrong, but I'm almost positive it is. And um, congratulations to him. And think about that program and how he's, you know, all the players that have come through there. So I know that the, all the alumni, Robert Hassel and crew, will be watching this cheering. Well, and Hassel, obviously, if 
we don't get stopped. Well, that came through the worst time possible it with did. COVID and everything else. It really did. So it really did. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk soccer. Soccer and track and fields. How we'll end it. Brentwood defeats Hendersonville. Franklin lost in PKs to Station Camp, which was a tough way to lose. Uh, Cue the alma mater, my friend. Brentwood. Cue it up. <laughs> Go ahead and bow to the home crowd. Listen, get the hardware out. This Brent, one's coming home. So Brentwood. Let, <laughs> We've been talking about this. Is there a this. mercy clock in soccer? <laughs> We've been talking about this the past few weeks. 22-0. and 0. By the way, they're taking on an, an undefeated Bearden team to start off. But Brentwood, Brentwood, it's something like 91-11. to 11. They've outscored their opponents. Uh, I think they've cruised through the tournament, to be honest with you. And I think they go down as the best Brentwood team Ever. And that's a strong statement, my friend. If you they win what? it, I think we're going to say I, that. Here's what I hope. Here's what I hope. For for more than one reason that they play Bearden and that game's like called off after the first period when it's about 16 to nothing is what I hope because there's several reasons there. I go back. <laughs> I've got Bearden <laughs> beat Paige there when we were leading, uh, uh, you know, in that soccer championship a few years back. Uh, uh, Franklin Hine, Bearden, when the glove was there. I mean, there's lots of reasons. So I, I hope that they absolutely destroy Bearden. And uh, uh, but I'm just telling you right now, barring any unforeseen things, any, all the chips are on the table. You know, anything can happen when you get to the state level with high school or any sport, as a matter of fact. But cue the music, my friend. Bruin Nation. Well, and I think we're going to cue it again for the girls' track. There's another one you can just write down. Already had Sophie Yount, the sophomore from Brentwood, win the pentathlon. And how about this on the decathlon, which. You argue that's the best athlete in the state, that's right? The best athlete in the state. Aiden Carter, Brentwood, champion. And then here's a name that sounds familiar. Runner-up, Cannon Kinder. Do you, yes, that would be of the Jet Kinder brother, who arguably to me was one of the best athletes that's come through here in a long time. When you're talking pure Oregon. athlete, do you have – yeah, I mean, they let everybody in Oregon, don't they? <laughs> do you have stats by chance or just off the top of your head at any of those – qualification points that he did, high jump, no. height or any of that? No. So I'm just curious about – what you do is you start cross-referencing. You start looking at, like, uh, the, the speed of You're the – You're talking league. about Aiden. Yeah, right. And see where he falls in those guys that are that are singletons, right? Like, I'm a 100-yard guy. That's right. all I do. And start looking at where they, they pan out there and the high jump guys. And you just go down that list of, of all those events. It's pretty impressive. So here's what I'm saying. You talk about – obviously, we're going to have some state championships. I like our chances in tennis. You know, winning at least we own at, at least one of those. We own it. Uh, we obviously love our chance in soccer. We like our chances in baseball. In fact, may have two finalists. We like our chances in softball. Obviously, track and field with the Brentwood girls. And, and listen, I'm not counting out the Brentwood boys yet. Can't we do a clean sweep? It would be baseball championship. The only one that comes to mind for me, Bruins won. Uh, I think about the second to last year I was an athletic director. I don't know. I can't remember the, the year, 17, 18, somewhere in there. It's the only one we ever won in the nine years I've been here. Softball has completely eluded. This, this, could, be, this could be the moment. Could be special. Could be special. We own Spring Fling. We're going to have a lot of individual winners too. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fun. Dr. Qualls, thank you for stepping in. Did a great job. And uh, take, we'll, we'll take, see you at the Wilco. Take too. and come back and put on the clown outfit and say <laughs> clown of the week goes to <laughs> – AD Director Quarles. <laughs> but you didn't expect me to call you today, did you? <laughs> <laughs> you got to move, my friend. Thanks for being here. Love it. Thank you.
Thank you for joining us for Sports Connection. We'll see you next time.